Hello and welcome one and all. My name is Ian Lynch and this is episode 12 of Fire Drawn Ear. So when I make a new episode of this radio show or podcast or whatever you want to call it, the first thing I do is send it into Dublin Digital Radio. Dublin Digital Radio is a really amazing independent station and it deserves everybody's support so you should check it out. They've also got a Patreon page. Um, After it's broadcast on DDR, I usually stick the episodes up on Mixcloud and also SoundCloud. I've I've been doing that recently and from there they now go on to Apple Podcasts and Spotify and from there into the ears and minds of people all over the world. Um, I'm obviously not a big fan of some of those sites but you know I kind of decided that I would rather the episodes get to as many people as possible. Um, I want to give a big shout out to Johnny Dillon of the National Folklore Collection and also the creator of the excellent Blurini Bailidish uh, podcast Fragments of Folklore. Um, he kind of gave me help setting up the show and kind of getting it onto these kind of wider forums and podcast hosters. I've also recently set up a Patreon account, so if you would like to support me in what I do, i.e. creep down various obscure musical rabbit holes and return to present the results to all of you, i.e. the good people of the world, then please consider signing up. Um, you can find my page at patreon.com, fire drawn air. So the idea for this month's show came together last week. I was researching for an interview I was doing about a certain song. I won't tell you what song that is just yet. But I started to pull on the little red tread and I became really surprised about what I ended up dragging out of the undergrowth, kicking and screaming. Um, so without further ado, I present to you a tune from a book called Playford's Dancing Master, which was published in England in 1651. The tune is called St. Paul's Steeple.
So that was a group called Latitude 37 from their album Royal Consorts, Music for English Kings. Listening to the tune, there's one or two Irish songs that immediately come to my mind. But before I look at that, there's a Scottish song with a very similar tune that almost definitely predates the Irish ones. It was written in 1789 by Rabbi Burns and it's known as John Anderson, My Joe, sung here by Christine Townley. Back to those two Irish songs that I mentioned. First up is a song called Crushkeen Lawn, which means the full jug or the full little jug, I suppose, because Ian obviously is the diminutive suffix. It was famously recorded by the Clancy's in 1969, but the version I'm going to play now is it's kind of an odd one, really. It's from 1920 by a woman called Leola Lucy. She was Irish and um, a comic singer. And she was on something called the Tone Test Circuit with Edison. And so she would travel around the States and giving demonstrations during which she would sing along with the Edison Lab model machine to show how true its fidelity was. Uh, Strange setup, but here she is singing the song Krushkin Lawn. Let the husband praise his hound. 
it's because I first heard uh, the Krushkin Lawn with a different air but to my mind that tune is far more connected to another song and it's sung here by Frank Hart accompanied by Donald Lunny written in the first half of the 19th century it's called By Memory Inspired And by love of country fired The deeds of men I love to dwell upon And the patriotic glow of my spirit Must bestow a tribute to the men That are gone, boys gone Here's a memory to the men that are gone in October 97, may his soul find rest in heaven. William Orr to execution was led on. 
For a jury drunk agreed that Irish was his creed For perjury and threats drove them on, boys on Here's a memory to the friends that are gone in 98, the month July, the informer's pay was high When Reynolds gave the gallows brave McCann But McCann was Reynolds first One could not allay his thirst So he sent up bond and burn That are gone, boys gone Here's a memory to the men that are gone then we saw nation's tears shed for John and Henry Shears Betrayed by Judas Captain Armstrong We may forgive but yet we never can forget The fate of Tone and Emmett that are gone, boys gone Of all the fearless men that are gone How did Lord Edward die like a man without a sigh? But he left his handiwork on Major Swan. But, sir, with steel clad breast and a coward's heart at best, left us cause to mourn Lord Edward that is gone, boys gone. Here's a memory of the men that are gone. September 183 closed his cruel history When Emmett's blood the scaffold flowed upon Those heroes died that we might yet our freedom see So here's a memory to the friends that are gone, boys gone Here's a memory of brave men who are gone So now I want to look at the song that led me to look into all of this, uh, one that I'm sure lots of you will be familiar with. The tune here does shift somewhat from what we have been listening to. It's, um, it's definitely simplified in a way. It's more repetitive. It's almost like a sea shanty or something, and it's definitely the kind of tune that seems to lend itself to having new and topical verses written to it. Um, but this is Frank Hart again singing the song Johnny, I hardly knew you. We're going to road to sweet Athaihuru. We're going to road to sweet Athai. I'm in the wrong key again. Haru, haru. We're going to road to sweet Athai. A stick in my hand, a drop in my eye. A doleful damsel I heard cry Johnny, I hardly knew you With your drums and guns and guns and drums hurroo With your drums and guns and guns and drums hurroo with your drums and guns and guns and drums, the enemy nearly slew you. Die. 
So I just realised listening there that it's not just the tune but the central motif of John Anderson, my Joe, that is uh, a woman looking at her man's appearance and talking about how it's changed for the worse over the years. It's also quite similar, there's definitely a parallel there. But anyway, what I wanted to say was the commonly accepted narrative about Johnny I Hardly Knew You is that it's an Irish anti-war song stemming from some stage in the 1800s and people usually say that it's the main influence for the American Civil War song when Johnny comes marching home. But here's the thing, right? The first printing of Johnny I Hardly Knew You wasn't until 1867. But when Johnny Comes Marching Home was copyrighted in 1863, four years earlier, by a man called Patrick Sarsfield Gilmore. He was an Irish man. He was like a union band leader. When Gilmore first printed his song, it became very popular in a very short amount of time. And that does suggest that people were already acquainted with the tune. But this could stem from the fact that John Anderson, My Joe, was a very popular song in the English-speaking world at that stage. So the jury is still out on whether or not When Johnny Comes Marching Home is based on Johnny I Hardly Knew You. But I think that there is a little bit more evidence to suggest that it's actually the other way around. I'm going to play When Johnny Comes Marching Home now. Um, I was looking for a good version to play, but most of them are pretty horrible. Um, But after some amount of searching, I finally came across this absolute gem of a recording. This is by a little-known band called The Shepherds, and it was on a compilation called Garage Punk Unknowns Volume 5. It was first released on 7-inch vinyl in August 1966. So this is The Shepherds, When Johnny Comes Marching Home.
Clash with English Civil War from the album Give Him Enough Rope. Um, so yeah, the tune uh, seems to have become absolutely ubiquitous over the course of the 20th century. And I was thinking back trying to remember when the first time I heard it was. And I think it might have been when I was in school as a young lad and somebody taught me the tune. When Johnny went to milk the cow, hurrah! Hurrah! When Johnny went to milk the cow, hurrah, hurrah! He pulled the tail instead of the tit, and all he got was a bucket of <laughs> na 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 something like that. But anyway, one song that is very close in melody, again to such an extent that I think it definitely stems from the same source, was recorded by Johnny Cash, and the song is called "Ghost Riders in the Sky." <laughs> Cowboy went riding out one dark and windy day Upon a ridge he rested as he went along his way When all at once a mighty herd of red-eyed cows he saw Plowing through the ragged skies And up a cloudy draw 
their brands were still on fire and their hooves were made of steel. Their horns were black and shiny and their hot breath he could feel. A bolt of fear went through him as they thundered through the sky. For he saw the riders coming hard and he heard their mournful cry. Their eyes were blurred, their shirts all soaked with sweat He's riding hard to catch that herd But he ain't caught them yet Cause they've got to ride forever On that range up in the sky On horses snorting fire As they ride on, hear their cry Riders loped on by him, he heard one call his name. If you want to save your soul from hell riding on our range, then cowboy, change your ways. They are with us, you will ride, trying to catch the devil's herd across these endless skies. Yippee, I So in 1939, a man called Dalton Trumbo wrote a book called Johnny Got His Gun. It's based on the story of an American soldier who loses his eyes, ears, mouth, nose, arms and legs after he's hit by a shell in World War I. And it seems to me that there's a very big possibility that the story was influenced by the song Johnny I Hardly Knew You. Now whether this was a conscious decision or maybe just the author tuning into something that was afloat in the cultural ether, I don't know. But what concerns us here is that in 1971 there was a film adaptation of the same name directed by Trumbo himself. And it was this film which was the main inspiration for Metallica's 1988 breakthrough single, One. Damage. You never know what has happened to him. 
had I not been sure of this, I would not have permitted him to live. Where? Father? Father? What happened? I need help. What is democracy? What is democracy? It's got something to do with young men killing each other. When it comes to my turn, will you want me to go? For democracy, any man would give his only begotten son. Dignity for its own. 
They used to be so, so fucking good. So ironically, the very first time I heard Frank Hart singing Johnny I Hardly Knew You, the first thing that came to my head was one by Metallica, which obviously I've been familiar with since I was about nine years old. Um, But I thought that Johnny I Hardly Knew You in the way that it was delivered and sung by Frank Hart was just as horrific as Metallica's song. But anyway, I really hope you enjoyed that little musical history tour. Up next is part two of Lomax Does Ireland. You got a whaling song? You love it? Okay. Sing us a song about the sea. What do you call that over here in Ireland? Oh, that's the nicest song I've heard in a long time. (laughs) 
So after their time with Elizabeth Cronin, Lomax, Robin Robinson and Seamus Ennis all made their way to the parlour of an unnamed hotel in Macroom, where they recorded two men, Sean Owen O'Sullivan and Jerma Doreardine. It's interesting that the songs that they recorded were categorised as work songs and lullabies. Only a very small number of work songs have been recorded in the Irish tradition. Brendan O'Madigain in Kincha Agashanchalta Elad says that although only a small number of work songs have come down to us, that is not to say that they did not figure largely in the daily lives of people. The reality was that their widespread practice had declined before collectors realised the worthwhileness of recording them. Lomax's notes for the following song, De Vahasa a Haig, refers to it as a razor stropping song. I'm going to go out on a limb here though and say that Lomax was mistaken and what's actually going on here is a lubine or a conversational type song, almost like the native Irish form of a rap battle where one party is trying to roast the other. Um, I will talk more about Lubini in the next episode. Never has a hoon ya hide your honestad here so hum. Touch it go ha big and die and mad not a dear gun up and tidily I did die, tidily I did dumb, tidily I did die, and tidily I did dumb. We can talk the hard way. Tidily, <laughs> the <laughs> Okay, that was obviously two different songs there. Not sure what the second one was called. Um one of the two lads recorded also sang this song, which I think is very lovely. It's called Cuckooin. Cuckooin, <laughs> 
Kukuin ersen huin, fanam gasaunaun, fanam gasaunaun. Kukuin ersen huin, fanam gasaunaun, fanam gasaunaun. Kukuin ahuin, es kevek na downtown, kevek na downtown. Kukuin ahuin, es kevek na downtown, kevek na downtown. Kukuin ersen huin, begem drolin se klaun naun, drolin se klaun naun. Kukuin ersen huin, begem drolin se klaun naun, begem drolin se klaun naun. Kukuin ersen hosen huin, es kade begem duin, kade begem duin. Kukuin ahuin, es kade begem duin, kade begem duin. Kukuin ersen huin, beg milagos laun nocht, milagos laun nocht. Kukuin ersen huin, beg milagos laun nocht, milagos laun nocht. Kukuin ahuin, en boel duin je shaukaun, en boel duin je shaukaun. Kukuin ahuin, en boel duin je shaukaun, en boel duin je shaukaun. Kukuin ersen huin, jaloa mit wie graun wei, jaloa mit wie graun wei. Kukuin ersen huin, jaloa mit wie graun wei, jaloa mit wie graun wei. So the next place that the mobile van stopped to record in was Kulei, and the date was the 25th of January. A number of women were recorded here at some unspecified location. But the next song I want to play was from a woman called Peggy Scanlon Noon. And she's singing a song called One Day for Recreation. Now this is a song that people would refer to as macaronic. That means it has words in both Irish and English. One day for recreation, scanning a bionkidachtin. I spied a charming fair maiden, a hen or see a shopish day. She was singing like an angel, smegest o' glen o' bing o' go. I whispered soft and as he shed word, she lagged the rather old. Sun, noon, sun, now love are in the valleys, the velton Savannah stuck him on above Rallum Vegumiglad. Her ramber locks most neatly good rim look at it and lay. Had down her back and fair with the frab let hang of day. I asked her was she the fair one on Vandeld V Jupiter. Are the brides on vestral deity cut she shall and if her uns now love are in the valleys of Elton Savannah stuck him on above Rallum Vehigumiglad. She answered me most gently, hang him are the higgish I fear you are a rake, is not a vigahilame. Indeed, I am no rake, in Australia, Briag of Bringel Shell. I'm a pupil of Jack Lehison, not Conimna. 
Okay, so we're coming up to the end of the episode now. Jesus, I really think that was like one of my favourite episodes of all time to do. It was really just the best crack. Um, I'm going to finish off now with a tune by a man called Alistair Roberts. If you're not familiar with Alistair Roberts, check out his music. He's from Glasgow. He's an absolute master of the Scottish traditional ballads. Amazing musician. And he's just been tipping away he's been at it for absolutely years still going strong he's a gentleman as well go out and buy his music i'm going to play a tune that he recorded recently it's called the flowers of edinburgh a traditional scottish tune and then i'm going to play a version of that of it afterwards that's by some absolute messer called bullion Um, it's gas right um thanks a million for listening if you want to check it out um look up my patreon it's patreon.com forward slash fire drawn air and just to mention it as well i've started to do a bonus show every month that's available to patreon subscribers this month i'm looking at the song eggs and Marrowbones, aka tipping up to nancy and a possible indian precursor in the form of a folktale that was written down first written down possibly 300 bc but uh yeah check it out if you want right that's it thanks very much for all your support thanks very much for listening you're all amazing i hope you have a really good month take care of yourselves out there and i'll see you soon good luck